Well, Jeremy and I uh, tried the Anchor app, and it was pretty good quality, but it saves it in a format. I don't know, it's like MP4 or M4A or something like that. And um, Audacity is not built for that, so I have to go to iMovie, import it, and then convert it to MP3, which takes a little time, and then import that back to Audacity. So if I ever do this in the future, I'll probably just edit it on auto, uh, Anchor, and then um, uh, and then add the other sound bites to it, because you can add separate sound bites to the Anchor app, and it'll make it into one podcast. Um, but anyway, that's the technical background of what we did here. And so the first part is conversation about different movies that we're watching, and Jeremy just makes fun of me for, you know, not being literate about movies, about trilogies, about actors and stuff like that, because, you know, he's got a a library of information up, his head, on, up in his head about that stuff. He's got it all organized, I guess. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of like a novice on those things. The second half is where he contrasts the is where he explains the infinite baking concept and pushes back on uh, uh, Ramsey's uh, criticism of whole life policies. So he responds to a recent episode, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, where Ramsey just at the very beginning somebody has a question about whole life and doing the infinite banking concept, and he and his guest host just, uh, you know, tear that apart on their show, and Jeremy is pointing, pushing back on that about, you know, where they went wrong, where he disagrees with them, etc. So that's going to be interesting. Um, we get cut off because I was recording this while I was getting waiting for a ride. I had dropped off the truck for maintenance at the truck shop, and I was waiting for an Uber to get me back so that I could go home, and it was raining out, and the rain got into my microphone, and if I had a trucker's, uh, you know, headset, that wouldn't have been a problem, but this thing doesn't have that. Anyway, it uh, muffles out, so I will have a little bit of wrap-up at the end to explain what happened, and I called him back later on my, on my phone, and um, without the headset, and we finished the conversation, but I didn't record it. And uh, so anyway, uh, there's some important things about that that I might add to it. Anyway, here is the first part. <laughs> so what, what, what's the movie y'all are going to watch? Uh, Honest Thief. Yeah, Honest Thief. It's pretty good. Have Honest you seen Thief. Unhinged? Uh, no, but... I kind of I saw the trailer and it just really didn't seem like it was a movie that I was going to be interested in seeing. Well, it made me laugh. I got the impression from the trailer that Russell Crowe was going to be a, a a MAGA hat wearing, you know, white male, and this was going to, you know, a movie about no. trying to shame people like that. So. No, no, they didn't hint any. He's just a psychopath <laughs> that had a bad day. He lost his pension. He got fired. Like. You know, six months before he would have gotten his pension and stuff like that. No, there's no political over- undertones or anything. It's not, it sounds like a, a a redo of Falling Down. Have you ever seen Falling Down? No, but there's the uh, funny thing is this other one that we're watching. Of course, his that the main character's father died before 
uh, he could get his pension. And of course, there was a CEO that embezzled money, and that's why they didn't have any money. I mean, how much freaking money do you have to take take from the company pension to <laughs> one guy taking from the in order to bankrupt it so nobody can get the pension? I, I mean, that's not even a plausible. And 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 nobody nobody notices. Right, right. It's hey, like, oh, no, there's a pension the, down two hundred million this quarter. Yeah, the the the, the, the uh, uh, yeah, all, all the the common per people can't retire because the CEO, uh, you know, the um, the bonuses and stuff weren't good enough for him, so he embezzled yeah hundreds of millions of dollars or something. So we watched a movie last night uh, called Green Book. Have you seen Green Book? No, Green oh, Book. Green Book, yeah. Very good movie. Uh, oh. You you would both like it. It was a Academy Award uh, nominee for Best Picture, and uh, there was several Academy Award nominations in there. I don't know what it won, but <clears throat> I've been wanting to watch this movie for like a year. But they must have had some deal with like HBO or Max or, or Stars or whatever. You unless you had that, you could not watch it. Uh, so finally. Uh, I checked a month and a half ago, and you still couldn't rent it. So last night, I'm like, eh, I wonder if this movie's available yet. I'll give it another shot. And sure enough, there it was, $3.99 on Amazon. I was like, sweet, we're watching this. And, oh, okay. Uh, we, I just wrote started, it down. We started kind of late. True story. We started kind of late. and uh, But it was one of those movies where you ever started watching something, and you're kind of tired, and but, the, but the, what you're watching is so good, it kind of wakes you up, you know, because it's so interesting. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of how this movie went. I hi- highly recommend it. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, it was it's a Vigo Mortensen movie. Are you familiar with Vigo Mortensen? No, you've never. Oh man, Scott, I mean, you're so I, I, you you've seen Lord of the Rings, right? Uh, yeah, a couple of them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the first. I saw the second and the third one. I skipped the first one. It's a trilogy. <laughs> How can you only see two? <laughs> I don't know if I saw the third one, but yeah, definitely the oh, first, man. maybe the second. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's like the probably. Uh, it's kind of it's an ensemble movie, but he I can't think of his character's name, but he plays the 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 human king. He's and the movie's called Return of the King, and he ends up being the king. So, um, he he he's quite the dashing, good-looking guy. And, uh, you know, in this movie, he's in this movie and he's a very good actor. He only makes like a movie maybe every, once every two years. He's not very prolific, but I've, I don't think I've ever seen him in a bad movie. So uh, another movie that uh, I tell Sophia about for two or three years that he's in, it's called Eastern Promises. Have you ever seen Eastern Promises? Nope. He, he plays a uh, Russian gangster in it. And uh, oh, that's a very, very, very violent movie. Uh, not uh, if uh, Jenny sensitive and stuff like that. She's not going to want to watch that movie. But it's also very good, very good. Yeah, she doesn't like the hitting and stuff. Oh, then yeah, she's definitely not going to like Eastern Promises. But uh, he plays a very, very, very uh, he, uh, bad dude. Not in the sense that he's immoral. Uh, of course, there there are some questions there, but in the fact that he's just you don't want to mess with him kind of guy. There's a scene in a uh, a steam a, like a bathhouse in Moscow with him in it, and he does this like two or three minute fight. And the entire time, he doesn't have a stitch of clothing on. 
He's going to go, going up against two guys that have gone in there to kill him, and they have linoleum cutting knives. It is well, it is brutal, man. It is so <laughs> brutal. And uh, I told Sophia, I said, uh, it's it's. Uh, hey, if you like violence, yeah, you got to watch the unhinged one. The only thing I didn't like about it was the sappy, you know, mother son stuff yeah. you know, which I, I i like that when it's good because there was a movie we watched before that where it's like oh that's adorable a, a mother's love for a son but this one was just i don't know it it just it didn't jive with me you know um but yeah. anyway besides that i mean it is like the like unbelievable violence right okay uh, but it's so unbelievable it's like it doesn't affect me i just laugh at it and jenny's like why are you laughing at this i'm like <laughs> I can't really explain it because I get it. It's not really funny, but it's only funny because it's a, it's like a chess mood move. You well, know? I know, I know what, I know why, because it's like you said, it's not, it's not believable. The, 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 I, the, the, oh, it's going to sound weird. The best violence in a movie is if you don't have very much violence and then, when it cut, when it hits you, it is visceral and raw, and you can feel it. You know, they they nail that on the head. It's like everything's normal. Really? Well, it, it, okay, in the beginning, it looks, it looks hokey. Like you got just terrible. Well, I don't know. For me, it was like okay. The it went from okay. You start off at the beginning. Yeah, there's definitely like right off the bat, this shows this guy murdering some family. We assume it's his wife and and maybe the guy he's her she's living with and he burns the house down to the ground <laughs> and he drives around drives away that's the the beginning scene and then we go with the other scene on i mean people get killed in this movie you know but it's like it's so but it's like you know based on the preview that this guy's going to get it in the end and he's going right. to get it from, from this little petite woman who by the way i mean it's she gets slammed so many times. It's like, no, she would have been in a coma five times over. To me, that's not good violence. That, that to me, is just like, it's okay. That, yeah, that was a little bit over the top, but I just wanted, I couldn't wait for the moment where she stabs him in the eye with a scissors, you know, spoiler alert. There's a a movie. Uh, it's a Rambo movie, and it was one of the most <laughs> violent things I've ever seen, because it was like, wow, that would actually probably be what it looked like. There's a scene. I think it's the fourth Rambo movie, and he he basically he's in Burma, you know, living living the life of a, a hermit. You know, it's Rambo. It's Stallone. It was this was about 15 years ago. The movie came out, and he gets approached by this group. Uh, they want it. They're missionaries and they're going into this part of Burma where there's like a civil war. And he tells them, don't, you know, you don't want to go over there. It's, it's, you, you guys, you know, you, you get killed, you know? And uh, so they go, well, you know, we got to spread the word. So we're going anyway. So they go and they get, they get captured and the women are, you know, they don't show the women getting raped, but it's implied. And the guys are getting beaten. The women are getting beaten and they're put in cages by the Burmese army or whatever. So Rambo finds out about it, and he's like, well, I guess it's ass-kicking time. So he, like, suits up the bandana. Well, there's a scene in there where he is sneaks He sneaks up, but uh, there's these two Burmese soldiers, and they're just, like, uh, you know, douchebags. 
and there's a 50 caliber they're sitting in a jeep and there's a there's a 50 caliber machine gun in the back of this jeep and he gets to the back of that jeep and he he takes that 50 caliber point blank and obliterates them and there it looks like they actually get shot and there's like arms and heads exploding and they're reduced to pulp I was like, wow. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I've shot yeah. a 50 cal before. A couple of times. What, uh, like, and what, was it mounted or was it on the ground or? Yeah, first time it was on the ground and you just hold on to both of the sides and then you just yeah. press with your thumbs in the middle. Yeah. And that thing is powerful. And then in, the other time it was mounted on the top of the Humvee and I did it electronically from the back seat. <laughs> oh, I, wow. shot, I shot a target like a mile away. It's great. So when it fired, is it, was it, was it just like a one shot or was it uh fully automatic or? Uh, yeah, they're all fully automatic. Yeah. Unless you get the sniper rifle. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. There's a caliber sniper rifle. Yeah. Wow. Holy yeah. cow. How would you even, the recoil alone, man, must be insane. It's a big gun. Yeah. <laughs> it shoots <laughs> yeah, it's like a mile at least. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to a guy. This is like 25 years ago. He was a Vietnam veteran. Have you ever talked to those Vietnam veterans? Those guys are some crusty bastards, man. They are rough around the edges, especially. My if they uncle was one. Oh man, they you don't want to mess with those guys. And he was telling me about how uh, they had these these gunships that had I don't know if they were 50 cal. They were Gatling guns. I don't think they were 50 cal, but they're pretty big guns. He said they would have uh, uh, two Gatling guns uh, mounted on each side, and they would go in and like clean up, you know, VC or whatever. And they were they were called Puff the Magic Dragons, right? And that was their nicknames. And he said those the machine guns were so powerful. He goes, the it would actually push the helicopter backwards while it well it fired. Oh, oh yeah, I believe God. it. Oh, the yeah. uh, the Humvee shook. Yeah. Oh man. It, it shook the whole Humvee, but yeah. I'm gonna find you. A, I'm gonna find you a clip of that, and I'm gonna send it to you. And, and uh, don't, but don't, don't show it to Jenny because she'll go. What is wrong with Jeremy? <laughs> I, I can already imagine what that looks like because I actually saw in some movie. Yeah, they they used a 50 cal, and I mean those things are huge. I've I've held these bullets in my hand. There. Oh yeah. I mean, they, it will tear your you know limbs off and and There's saw you a... in half everything. Yeah. There's a video. It's from a, a C-130 gunship from, where was it? I don't know if it was Iraq. I think it was in Afghanistan. It's probably about 12 or 13 years old. It was right around the time of the surge when towards the end of Bush's presidency. And uh, they're tracking these uh, Taliban guys. And you can see infrared. And, oh, my gosh. Because all that, all that C-130 is doing is just circul- cir- circling way up there. And they, they can't hear they can't hear the plane because the plane is up so high. And uh, these guys are like zeroing in. They get uh, permit, you know, they get permission to engage, you know, the kill box or whatever, all the terminology. And they yeah. just open up this gun, man. And you, and you can see uh, like pieces of body just like flying. Like you can see the warmth, you know, and like, Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. From the there heat. Goes that guy. Yeah. The heat, the blood. And they just like eliminate like 15 of these Taliban guys. And these guys are running. Right. And they yeah. think they can get away, but they can't because that, that yeah. it's like the eye of God. It's like looking yeah. down. You could They're see everything. Up in the up dark. Up. Yeah. Yep. There's one guy that gets hurt, and you, he's by a, a burning uh, truck or whatever. And uh, if I was sitting there going, man, that guy hadn't moved, 
because the heat was kind of uh, kind of cloaking him, right? And so here, this guy, he like he starts, uh, he gets on all fours and he's like walking away, and I'm like, ah, oh. you know, dude, like you're done. Sure enough, and then that guy's done. Like, holy cow! Pull him out of his like, misery. Oh my gosh! And it's like, yeah, all right, the, the, the village is clear. I'm like, my god, man. So, all right, well, I'll let you get to your movie, and um, we can Looks talk. Looks like we got some good content anyway. So. Oh, I want to talk to you about Tesla taking the radar out of their cars and stripping features and raising prices. Yeah, yeah, things are rocking and rolling. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Uh, give me a call later or, right. or later in the week. Okay. All right. Have a good Bye. night. You too. Bye. Uh, I'm getting a different whole life company, and uh, so they require, you know, uh, blood pressure. They actually take your blood, um, weight. They do a medical workup, medical history workup, and then they uh, also on this one they want me to do EKG to make sure my heart's beating properly. So I was over here yesterday, and we got to the EKG part, and so I'd take my shirt off, and they're like, "Oh, uh, you got too much chest hair." can't put these EKG leads on. So I had to shave my chest bare, Scott. The whole thing? Well, yeah, because they're going to – I asked her, like, how many leads are you putting on? She goes, I've got to put 12 on. She goes, they're going to be all over your chest and your stomach on the side. And I'm like, Uh, on your arm? So I just, you know, took the clippers and shaved it down as much as I could. And then it took me probably 45 minutes to shave my chest. And that's just that's just the front of the chest. That doesn't do anything with the back. It doesn't have the legs or the arms. I'm like, holy mackerel! There's a lot of hair on this boy. A lot of testosterone or something, huh? Just <laughs> overflowing with testosterone. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess uh, I guess Dave Ramsey would, would frown on me. Yeah, whole life. That's for suckers. Yeah, yeah, suckers. Yeah. Well, well if I understand so his point, is that. Uh, uh, infinite banking concept gets way low returns, even though it's guaranteed it's very low, and be borrowing against yourself. So basically, well, okay. I'm going to stop stop you right there. Okay. He was one thousand percent wrong. The whole, almost the entire, uh, you know, the, the him and the other guy are kind of snarking back and forth about how uh, terrible. Why would I want to borrow my own money? Yeah. That was, they said that over and over. You're not borrowing your money. Yeah. You're, borrowing, you're borrowing the life insurance company's money. Your money is stays right in, the, in your uh, policy. And it doesn't go anywhere unless you either A, uh, do a, 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 a withdrawal from it, or if you surrender it and basically shut it down. It's the only time your, your money... Uh, you know, ever goes down. So you're borrowing the life insurance company's money. So right there, right off the bat, he's wrong. Um, he was also talking about, what else was he talking about? I'm trying to go back to yesterday. I remember what he was talking about. Uh, he kept talking about term insurance. Uh, oh, okay, I got one, one thing he said. I was like, Really? So the the guy that I'm dealing with is a is a is a, a Christian, and uh, the someone the, the Nelson Nash was a uh, I believe was a Christian. Uh, he quoted Bible. He quoted it accurately. 
um, there's a lot of uh, very conservative Christian people that are in the life insurance business, but especially in infinite banking. And uh, he just basically called them all slime balls. Like, okay, all right, you don't know anything about those people. And he goes on and on and on about how whole life insurance is stupid for suckers. And then I kid you not, Scott, he goes to break, and his and the first commercial is a commercial for Xander Term Insurance. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, huh? That would be like um, you call into an auto mechanic show, and you say, yeah, I got my uh, I got this Dodge Charger, and it's, it's making a little noise. And the and the and the uh, the guy that the expert mechanic goes on and on and on about, man, I wouldn't buy an American car; they're a piece of junk. They're no good. Suckers buy American cars. And he, he go, okay, Scott, you good? Yeah, all right. And you get off the phone. He's like, all right, we're going to commercial break. Uh, today's uh, episode is sponsored by uh, Toyota. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, major conflict of interest. There's, he's term life insurance all, all up in that place. So, yeah. So well, yeah, they, 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 uh, they sponsor with the alignment of their belief system. They're not going to have whole life on there. He, advertising. he is, he is, uh, he is financially incentivized to sell term insurance. So yeah, because he, he made a decision how, before. Okay. So how is he different than someone who's financially incentivized to sell whole life? Insurance? Whole life. Right. That's, now you start yeah. to see the, the big, the big, like, wait what, a minute, the, yeah. the big does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they on that on that level playing field, it's it cancels itself out. Right. Uh, but like if if I was uh yeah, let's let's say I was um uh advertising for you know, the Bible, right? I wouldn't have atheists come on there and <laughs> You know, advertise you know the atheist way of viewing a thing, and that God will buy this book. It's the uh, atheist guide to understanding life. There's no way I would let that guy on. You know, you just if if I did, that would be a con- that that would invalidate the whole thing. You know, the whole show. Dave Ramsey will never have a uh, Nelson Nash. Uh, Infinite banking practitioner on his podcast. He'll never let him on there because he would do massive damage to everything Ramsey has said. So he'll never be on there. Uh, I actually have heard um, people that used to work in uh, Dave Ramsey's. Oh, he's got a. It's like a referral program. You go on and you can, you know, life, life insurance, auto insurance, uh, legal stuff. I can't remember what it's called, but basically. Um, he's got like a network of uh, partners or, you know, and uh, there there was a guy on there on one of these podcasts. Uh, I can't remember which one. I listened to about three of them about seven or eight months ago. I was, oh, yeah, I used to be a uh, part of that Ramsey network, you know, selling, I don't know what it was, probably probably term insurance, but, yeah, yeah, so he's not in there anymore. <laughs> he goes, okay, Dave so wouldn't like, like me anymore. <laughs> okay, so tell uh, what – what he got wrong about the whole concept there. Well, right, the, okay. uh, the part of low returns, even though they're guaranteed they're low returns, you're borrowing, you're paying interest. Well, first of all, he's against borrowing altogether, so of course he's not going to be for that. 
you know. Well, okay. Um, First of all, uh, he also he does not mention that uh, Cali man. There's so much he conveniently leaves out. He doesn't mention that the, your the cash value that's in your whole life insurance policy is generating interest. He doesn't he doesn't mention that. Yeah, so, okay, but but if you subtract yeah, that he, from he, your interest that you're gonna have to pay, he also then. does not mention that the whole life insurance pays dividends on top of the interest. He conveniently yeah. leaves that out too. Uh, my uh, dividends on the new policy that I'm getting ready to put in force probably within the next month, uh, in probably six or seven years, it's going to be paying me almost $2,000 a year just dividends. That doesn't count the interest. Uh, I'm going to take on, on the 8th or so of July, I'm going to take another screenshot. You know, I sent you that screenshot of uh, my policy and it shows the, shows the cash values and all that stuff. And I'm going to take another screenshot and it's going to show you how much it's gone up since I took that picture. That's with me not adding any additional premium in the last, you know, in the last month. Okay, so why did you switch? Hold on. Uh, I switched, uh, well, because the biggest reason, there are two big reasons. One, uh, the company that I have, the Ohio National, is uh, demutualizing. That's a big deal. It's, uh, uh, it's going to go from a, a mutual company, meaning it's owned by the uh, contractees or the customers the customers, essentially, and it's going to change into a stock-based company, which now is owned by shareholders, okay? So I have a – it's like when you go to a credit union. I have a, I have a little uh, – I have a, you know, a little taste of that company right now, but they're going through the process of demutualizing, and uh, that doesn't you, – you could do infinite banking with a non-mutual company, but you're not going to get dividends on a, a demutualized company. Well, how, first of all, how are they doing that? Are you going to get a sellout uh, share or? Yes, yes. They would They would uh, basically give me stock. Well, they haven't said how they're going to do it yet. It's a big Canadian company is buying them for like 50-something billion or whatever. Uh, they haven't said how, how they're doing it, but uh, more than likely uh, they're going to offer me shares in the company in exchange for the cash value. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to do something called a 1035 uh, exchange. You ever heard of a 1031 exchange? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, 1031 exchange is a like kind exchange. It's a real estate. It's a it's a, a a rule that the IRS has. Basically, it says you can sell your house, and if you find another yeah. house. Yeah. That is worth. Say you sell your house for two hundred. You find another house for two hundred grand or two hundred fifty or three hundred grand. You can take that money that you've made off of that house, slide it over, and use it to buy the second house. And you don't have to pay any capital gains on that. So, if I were to just shut my policy down and pull the money out, I would be taxed on any of the gains that I made over. But I can do something called a ten thirty one exchange and just slide that money over to the new company. Yeah. So there's that, and uh, the second reason was is when I got that policy, I was very, very, very green, very brand new. It was 2019, which feels like forever ago, but, you know, it was about two and a half years ago, and I didn't know nearly what I know now about it. And the woman that put it together, very nice woman, but she built that infinite banking plan and that policy. It has a fatal flaw in it. 
uh, I don't want to go too deep in the woods in, into it, but it's basically something called a modified endowment contract or a MEC. And uh, that policy will, will MEC or become a modified endowment contract in uh, year 19. So I got mm, 16 years before it MEC. And that, that is a poorly designed policy. Uh, like I said, it, it, it would take me half an hour just to explain what that means. It's basically what it means is the IRS will treat any loan that I take out as a gain and they'll tax me on it in year 19. So right around the time I'd really want to take advantage of that policy when I'm in my mid-60s, uh, I would get hammered with additional taxes. So uh, that to me, I'm like, you know what? You're, this is your job and you miss that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with somebody else. This new policy that's being built does not mech at all for the rest of my life, so I'm good. <laughs> huh. And that's where I get all muffled out, and you can't really hear me. So um, I called him back in the car. Oh, yeah, I told you that already um, at the beginning. So, yeah, anyway, that's all, and stay tuned for the next one. Have a good day.